the, the hypnotherapy sessions are really a, a sort of a it's a subconscious learning that you always have a choice. So it's a it's an empowering process and teaching a person to start taking responsibility for their lives and actually wake up and realize that you do have a choice and you can take that path or this path and and then consciously start creating the path that you want. Welcome to the tribe. This is your weekly podcast from Tribe Sober. Whether you're already sober, striving to be sober, or just plain sober curious, you need a tribe. You need a tribe because it's so hard to do this alone. You need a tribe because you need support. And that's where we come in. Here at Tribe Sober, we've got your back. Here at Tribe Sober, we have people at all stages of the journey, all helping each other to stay on track. On this podcast, we've got recovery stories to inspire you, experts to inform you, and plenty of advice on how to ditch the drink and change your life. So here's your host, tribe leader, Janet Gorond. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Tribe Sober podcast. My name is Janet Gorond. I'm the founder of Tribe Sober, and I'm your host for this podcast. Now here at Tribe Sober, we enable people to change their relationship with alcohol and then go on to thrive in their alcohol-free lives. And over the last five years, we've helped hundreds of people to do just that. We created Tribe Sober because we believe it's really, really hard to change your drinking alone. So at Tribe Sober, we're all about community. Each week, we feature a community voice, just to give you a flavour of the awesomeness of our tribe. Here's a lady from one of our WhatsApp groups. On the 30th of March, I celebrated two years and five months alcohol-free. From the minute I joined World Without Wine, now the sober tribe, I clanged to the group. I literally read every article suggested. I bought the books suggested. I listened to the podcast suggested. It gave me a different perspective on alcohol and the real drug that it is. It helped me to understand and it motivated me to keep going. I'm still a member of the tribe and I still learn. Sobriety remains a journey made more exciting by groups such as the Sober Tribe. Thank you, Janet. So if you want to join our community and get a bit of support, just go to tribesober.com and click on Join Our Tribe. So let's get to this week's guest. Hypnotherapist Belinda Rotsborough is a valuable member of our Tribe Sober team. She came to one of our early workshops and has been alcohol-free ever since. This week I'm delighted to be chatting to Belinda about her own journey and about how hypnotherapy can help us to not only quit drinking but also to heal. After years of drinking, we need to heal our bodies and our minds. Hypnotherapy can enable us to heal our minds so that we can really thrive in our alcohol-free lives. So thanks so much for your time this morning, Belinda. It's, it's great to have a bit of time to, to dive deeper into hypnotherapy. So before we, we go there, just talk to me a little bit about yourself. Are, are you a Cape Townian? No, not a Cape Townian. I grew up in Joburg. Yeah, after school studied psychology and then veterinary science and always knew that I would come back to psychology one day. 
So after I was divorced in 2013, that was the time that I went back to study and was very excited to find the hypnosis school here in Cape Town, which fitted in really well with my children because the course was over weekends and I qualified in 2017. So since then I've gradually done less and less veterinary work and much more hypnotherapy, which has been very exciting and learning all the time. Tell us a bit about your relationship with alcohol and how it's changed over the years. Okay, so my relationship started as as a teenager full of anxiety and low self-esteem and low self-worth. So having a very rebellious nature and feeling angry at the world and my family and myself, I, I think I was the perfect candidate for alcohol and drugs to become a problem. And yeah, I was luckily or unluckily a high achiever. So I think, well, I think that's probably what saved me as well as being someone who was always quite fit and driven by, yeah, by exercise, sometimes in a punishing way. So I would run and I did karate and things like that, sort of almost to the extreme. But um, yeah, over the years, alcohol has, became a comfort and I suppose a best friend as it does with many of us and I finally stopped drinking altogether three years ago and it's been the best thing I've ever done for myself yes. How did you first get interested in in hypnotherapy? Um, So yes I was always I've always been fascinated by the power of the mind so as a child, I remember going to these hypnotist shows, which was I, I found it absolutely magical. And then as a psychology student, I was, as I said, I did karate. And my karate sensei taught me how to meditate, which, which was this introduction into this altered state of consciousness, I suppose. So I used that state of of meditation a lot through my studies, my psychology studies, and then the veterinary science, which was also, you know, quite a hard, long degree. So I found that I could, in between study sessions, I could meditate for 20 minutes and find enormous, um, yeah, resources there and replenishment of energy and being calm and that kind of thing. So it was, so I've, I've, always been aware of this this yeah mental mental power yeah so I, I suppose I've always been I've always been looking out for more information and this is one of the wonderful things about being in this day and age is there is just so much information available so there's yeah learning all the time yeah, yeah. I love what you said about meditation, how it, it replenished you when you were kind of exhausted with your studies and mm-hmm. you took a break and you, you meditated, you know, rather than the traditional student thing, which is take a break, go down to the pub, get hammered, <laughs> study the next day with a headache. It sounds much more sensible to yeah. do some meditation. Well done. Mm-hmm. For you for getting the hang of it so early in life, it shows that you were you were kind of gifted in that area. And uh, how, how has hypnotherapy actually helped you personally? Because I, I remember you telling me in your studies you used to kind of hypnotize each other. 
Exactly. So, so I, th so I think that during this, during us, during the course, we did practice all these different things on each other. So it gave me plenty of opportunity to to address all these issues from my childhood, revisiting the painful experiences and reframing them, which was very healing, uh, healing of repressed emotions and um, all these various sessions that I had opened my eyes and heart to a new way of looking at myself and the world. So it's been a very liberating, empowering experience and I find that every hypnosis session I do with clients as well I always learn something and always relate to them in some way so it's been it's been a very connecting kind of experience um, so one of the one of the things that I've learned about addiction is how it narrows one's ability to feel pleasure so the more you know, so if you're only drinking to get pleasure, um, our minds become very programmed just along that pathway. So hypnotherapy is one of the ways of opening that up and, and learning to connect with all your different senses and experience different pleasures in life. Yeah, yeah. I remember after the workshop, you said to me that because we were talking about the limiting beliefs that we hold around alcohol, and you, you said to me that that resonated with you so much. So uh, mm. talk to us a bit more about these limiting beliefs. Yes. So I think so. Since you know, since we're since we're born, since we're little children, all these things that we hear and see about ourselves. Um, and with regard to alcohol, but mainly, you know, our experience in the world, this is what what makes us who we are today. And everything that we experience as children becomes our sort of story or our narrative. So we so we hear something that makes us feel bad about ourselves, and then the next time something like that happens, we feel worse, and it just keeps reinforcing this negative self image as we go through life and this builds up this negative belief system about ourselves and often it's not even a real thing so this is just what our brains kind of buy into in a way so so and that's one of the things in hypnosis is going back to those things that happened as children and sort of seeing well it wasn't necessarily you know, the truth. Um, so just because somebody said that in that moment doesn't mean that you're the bad person. They were possibly having a bad day. But when we're little, our subconscious minds are wide open. So we we take on things very literally. We don't question them. So if somebody can have a throwaway comment that crumbles your world, you just believe it. You're listening to a podcast from Tribe Sober. Yeah, yeah, it just uh, proves how how careful we've got to be what we say to our children when they're young, aren't they? I can still remember things that my mother said to me when I was tiny that mm. I still have in my mind. It's it's incredible. Mm. So I know at the workshop I say to people, you know, think about your limiting beliefs, and and I share some of my own. And for example, one of my limiting beliefs was that I would never be able to have fun without alcohol, mm. or I would never be able to relax without alcohol. 
And eventually I was able to surface those um, beliefs. But I, I love the idea of somebody maybe coming to the workshop and, and getting the kind of big picture in their mind and then coming to you to really help them to surface those those beliefs what are their beliefs and how can they they reverse them and i think i think that's possible yes absolutely so this is i think that's what's the wonderful thing about your the workshop that you do is just shining a light on all these parts of our lives uh that are actually unconscious and and um and actually, well, the first thing is believing that there is life after after ditching the drink. So there's that that was a it was a huge thing for me coming to your workshop, just realizing that people can have have a life and have fun. And during the hypnotherapy um, sessions, it's an opportunity to get those conscious beliefs in line with the subconscious beliefs. So. So it's a yeah. So being, for example, being in a trance state, you can, you can, you can also practice uh, certain behaviors. Um, one of the examples I often give people is, is that they did a study on basketball players where they they divided this group of basketball players into two groups, and the one group actually practiced an hour every day shooting the hoop. And then the other group, they didn't do any physical practicing, but for an hour a day, they would just visualize shooting the hoop and seeing that ball going through the hoop. And then at the end of the month, comparing the two groups, they find that that they've improved in exactly the same way. So, so and this is something that we use a lot in trance. So once you're in a trance and you you, you can actually practice some of your the things that you sort of desired outcomes. So for example, you could go through the, the the motions of going out to a dinner party and saying, no, thanks, I don't drink anymore. And this is why, or just whatever you, you know, say, practice saying, I'll have a lime and soda, thanks. And practice feeling really good and empowered as you say those words. So it's, it, it's, it really sinks into the, into the subconscious and especially those, yeah, those feel-good feelings. So, in the trance, it's an ideal opportunity, as you often have said, like playing the movie forward. So we yeah. take the client into that movie and play the movie forward, and in a negative way, and then most most powerfully in the positive way. So they get a very clear sense in their subconscious minds of the of the choices that we have. So they. Yeah, so it's it's this this thing of rehearsing in that trance state. It it really it, it penetrates into that subconscious mind, which is is kind of ninety more than ninety percent of our minds. So once we can convince the subconscious of what is good for us, it just becomes our automatic response. So so the, it's such a the, all these the, the hypnotherapy sessions are really a, a sort of a it's a subconscious learning that you always have a choice. So it's a it's an empowering process and teaching a person to start taking responsibility for their lives and stop blaming what happened and how it mm. happened and actually wake up and realize that you do have a choice and you can take 
that path or this path and and then consciously start creating the path that you want um and there's so many ways of doing that and what you're offering on your membership program at the tribe sober is it's fantastic because it's addressing the issue from so many different angles and this all plays into changing that belief system so yeah So it's really, it's powerful stuff. You're listening to a podcast from Tribe Sober. If you'd like to join our warm and welcoming community, just head on over to tribesober.com and hit the membership tab. That's www.tribesober.com. Yeah, I I love how you you matched it to play the movie forward. I hadn't thought about that, but of course it's when they're having hypnotherapy, it's an ideal time to play the movie forward. And uh, I was talking to a young guy the other day who was about 30 years old, you know, already in big trouble with alcohol. And I said to him, you know, you've got two paths ahead in your life. You know, carry on drinking and you can guarantee it's going to get worse. Your life's going to get seriously Mm -hmm. messed up. Or go the other direction, and it will be tough for a few months. But then you've got a whole, you know, new happy and healthy life ahead. Mm-hmm. So if he was to do that um, journey, you know, with you uh, under hypnotherapy, it would really strengthen that that feeling of two paths because he's at the crossroads. And and when people are as young as that, you know, it's a it's tragic if they don't make a change. So let's talk about the difference between hypnosis and other types of therapy or even coaching, for example. Why is it different? So I think the, I think there's a place for all these different types of therapy. The, the, the thing with um, hypnosis is one bypasses the critical, the critical conscious mind. So, so that little voice that's saying, I can't do it or there's going to be no fun or whatever you you manage, you sort of distracting that part of the the mind that limits that limits your creativity, and so keeping that part distracted while sort of feeding all the other stuff into the subconscious makes it very a very powerful way of of uh, you know changing those neural pathways, and it is actually all about neuroplasticity. So it. And what they say is it's it's like an accelerated it's an a, an accelerated way of rewiring the brain. So when you're in a trance state, you have this high hyper focused state. So it's not you know you're not losing consciousness or whatever. You're actually in an incredibly focused state, and you've put the sub the the critical conscious mind to one side. And you're extremely relaxed as well. So with any learning, you always need to rest afterwards. So, for example, a child goes to school today. They need to sleep tonight for those, for that learning and those memories to be laid down in the in the brain. Um, so when we do any type of learning like this in a trance state, it's kind of it's doing the learning and the resting at the same time. So it accelerates the, the building of those neural pathways. And I think this is what I find so exciting about it. It's not, you know, so many people think it's like this woo-woo type of therapy, but it's such a, you know, it's got such a scientific basis. So I really, I really enjoy that. And in that trance state, helping people to connect with this 
sort of inner strength that we all have. Yeah, it's an inner strength or and some people will say it's a higher power or whatever. I, I for me personally, I feel like I connect with a, a really powerful energy that you, you actually start to sense it in your body and you can use it in any direction that you like. The neural pathway element is very interesting because, you know, we do this 66-day challenge yes. and that's based on the science that that's, long, that's how long it takes to yes. have different behaviours to build a neural pathway. So maybe we should look at including some hypnosis in that, yeah. that package because if they did 66 days is, what, a couple of months, isn't it? So if they did a weekly hypnosis, that would... Yeah. Very, very powerful. And I think the, the sad thing is people don't, they've got no idea of how powerful this can be and how helpful it can be. So for me personally, when I gave up, well, stopped drinking, it, it felt like such a seamless, easy thing to do. But I think, you know, it, it, I suppose it depends where you are in the journey. And also I'd had all the I did all the groundwork with all the other hypnotherapy sessions, you know, feeling and feeling better about myself. And, uh, you know, so I already had this kind of, I'd already dealt with a lot of the stuff that was holding me back, I suppose. Yeah. So when yeah. I did the actual session for, for losing my need for alcohol, it was, it was, it was sort of perfect timing and incredibly powerful. Yeah. And in this age of Zoom, of course, you've uh, you've switched to Zoom, and I think many of us were astonished that it would actually be able to work, yeah. probably including yourself. Yeah. So, uh, talk to us about your first Zoom session, doing hypnotherapy, and and what it was like, and why it convinced you it was possible. <laughs> yeah, so I, it, I I practiced a bit during the lockdown initially with, and actually with some existing clients just to just to see how it would go. And I suppose I, I felt relaxed because I knew them and I knew they were, you know, open to anything. And I was just so surprised. And I think they were as well at how, how well it worked. With new clients, it's been it's been amazing how how they've yeah embraced it and I, and what we've decided is because they're so comfortable in their own spaces. So they they much it's much easier for them to let go and surrender into the process because hypnosis is not something that you can force or, um, you know, it's, it's like trying to force yourself to fall asleep. It's never going to happen. It's a case of just relaxing enough to let your mind zone out. And it's, you know, for some people it's a dramatic thing and they feel like they leave their bodies and they floating on the ceiling but most mostly it's not that dramatic it's just a it's 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 a yeah it can be a floaty feeling or just a heavy feeling sometimes they feel a bit of a buzzing in the body but it's it's just the sense of it's it's almost like a disconnect from the body so I, I mean I for myself I the first sign I feel is my hands start to tingle and my fingers almost feel like they're becoming weightless like I can't feel my hands and then I know okay I'm getting into the zone and it's you know and then you just go with it so so when people are relaxed in their own homes I think it's easier just to go with it and there's nothing you know nothing bad can happen it really it really is just going going deeper within yourself yeah it's a, it's a nice feeling 
You're listening to a podcast from Tribe Sober. I remember the discussion at the Zoom Cafe on Saturday that um, people were saying that I'm more comfortable in my own home. And I'm so I'm halfway there already. I thought that was really interesting because <laughs> I think you've already done a couple of sessions with our, a U.S. member, haven't you? Yes, yes. Any guidance on how many sessions someone would need? Imagine if it's someone that wants to change their relationship with alcohol. Yeah. How many do you, do you suggest that people do six sessions with you or I think this is the million dollar question. Yes, and I think it as I was saying just now, I think it really depends where a person is in their journey in their journey with alcohol and with themselves, you know, how much work they've done on themselves and how ready they are to change. Um, but I think what I've learned in the last few years is, is, is one or two sessions is just simply not enough. So it might be, an, you know, it's a good experience and you, you can't lose anything by having one or two sessions, but I think to really make it, to make it, stick and to make it really you know um have an impact in your life you would definitely need i i would say yeah up to 10 sessions even well i've I, you know yeah if a person is really ready to change and they've done a lot of work then maybe two or three sessions is perfect but i think most people if they're have they haven't actually stopped drinking yet or they're really still in that conflict stage where they still think they can possibly moderate and they're not sure so there's still a conflict then I think yeah at least at least six sessions I would say is a is a very good starting point and the the wonderful thing is you know to how it starts to affect all the other aspects of their life because in these sessions we would we would go back and look at things you know these emotions that have come from childhood and the the way people have learned to cope with different stresses. So I teach people how to breathe. I teach them a, a, a self-hypnosis technique which helps them to sleep. And also the fact that if you can learn self-hypnosis or a type of meditation, it can be as powerful as sleep or more powerful. So if you, you know, if you if you feel that you haven't had enough sleep and you feel you need a, a type of catnap, instead of actually sleeping, you can do a 20-minute self-hypnosis session and that has it has the same effect as a four-hour sleep. And the neuroscientists have actually shown that that 20 minutes, it actually performs the same functions that sleep does in clearing the amyloid out of the brain and you know allowing memories to happen and this refreshing rejuvenating sort of energizing thing that so so you and you come out of it feeling awake and ready for the day rather than you know if you have a nap in the afternoon you often feel really groggy and horrible afterwards especially if you nap for longer than 20 minutes but a hypnosis self-hypnosis session can be amazing and really yeah really powerful the, the fact that that going into the state of yeah the state of hypnosis is where it, it's sort of the easiest way to get into the subconscious and change those programs but there's a lot of other there's a lot of other activities that we can do that have a similar can have a similar benefit and we you know we're all different so for example when I'm riding my bicycle or 
or having a shower, for example, I notice that in those times I'm, I become extremely creative and I think of things that I haven't ever thought about before. So I do a lot of planning of sessions and that when I'm cycling or when I'm in the shower, I get these light bulb moments and I realize that in those times, it's when I'm zoning out and sort of in a, you are in a, a mental state where your subconscious is open. And so this, so, you know, the more we become aware of ourselves and our minds and our thought patterns and these moments when we are most creative, then you can start to use the, those times. So that would be another benefit of the hypnotherapy is exploring these different parts to find where where do you get your energy, where do you get find your creativity, and and we and, and we can use those and use that in the sessions. But it, the point that I'm trying to get to is that it, everything you learn in the hypnotherapy session will be able you'll be able to incorporate it into your life as a just to enhance your awareness and your the fact that we have it, we always have a choice how to respond, which thoughts to follow or not follow, or you know. So if you're having a this negative thought about whatever, and you're getting sucked into a hole, then you can actually say to yourself, "Stop, stop," and start thinking about something else right now. Yeah. About something good, something that makes you feel good. Every Saturday afternoon, we open up our Tribe Sober Zoom Cafe. It's a safe space where our members can connect, check in, and just shoot the breeze about alcohol-free living. If you'd like to be a guest at the cafe one Saturday, just drop us an email at Janet at TribeSober.com. That's Janet, J-A-N-E-T, at TribeSober.com, and we'll send you an invitation. Um, any views on how long the benefits of hypnosis last? If someone has six weekly sessions with you, what do you think? Would they need to come back once a month for a top-up? or? I think it is different for everybody. But I, as I was saying earlier, what I've realized is if a person just has one or two sessions, then the effects may not, you know, depending, on, again, on the person, they may not be long-lasting. So they may feel great for a week or two, but then revert back to their old ways. So what I, I am starting to suggest is possibly the first couple of sessions a week apart, maybe even three sessions a week apart, and then every two weeks for the next three sessions. Every session will sort of build on the previous session, and you'll go to it, you'll sort of be exploring the issue in on a deeper level, and obviously, just like anything else, you'll probably... Well, most people will find that at subsequent sessions, they'll go deeper into hypnosis and feel more comfortable to access their emotions because that is quite an important part of it is actually accessing your your feelings and your emotions because that is the language of the subconscious. So the more you get into it and relax and uh, go deeper, the easier it is to to change your subconscious programming. So you start to change the negative emotions to a more positive, feel-good and an emotion that has possibilities. And it's sort of, you know, I think everything starts with a feeling, a sensation in the body. So you, everything we do is either to 
feel less of that or feel more of that. So the more in tune with your body you become, you start to realize what makes me feel good and what makes me feel bad and and then start to choose. And the more you do this, the more it becomes automatic. Yeah, it's fascinating because we, we don't think twice, do we, about having a gym membership and pitching up or having a personal trainer doing regu- regularly. So mm-hmm. why shouldn't we be working on our mind on a regular Absolutely. basis? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any final comments on, on your personal experience of hypnosis and sobriety? One of the things that I read the other day, I was reading one of Brené Brown's uh, books, I think, and she, and she put there something like sobriety is her superpower, and that is yeah. I can completely relate to that. I feel like since I stopped drinking, and probably in combination with all the hypnotherapy I've done, it has literally changed my life. I just, yeah, it's it's incredible. The I suppose starting with the time that one has now, the time that I have to do other stuff. Um, other than drink I don't know how I ever had the time to drink the wine that I drank and so the other thing that always amazes me is how when I look back over my life and the various times that I did go to therapy or I did go to the doctor because I was anxious or depressed or whatever and how how nobody ever said said to me you know how much alcohol are you actually drinking no, not one, no, nobody ever said it. And the doctors are always happy to hand out antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication without questioning your alcohol consumption and also without suggesting, you know, all the other myriad of therapies that there are out there. So there's, I mean, this hypnotherapy is just one of many. Explore yourself and solve your own issues because... It is all about that, taking responsibility for your own your own issues, your own healing and your own your own journey. My favorite quote from the workshop was uh, be a rebel and stay sober. Yeah, yeah. I was just reflecting actually, Belinda, when you were talking about Zoom opening all these opportunities for us to learn all this stuff. You know, we all we feel that we psychologically that oh the pandemic it's closed everything down. I'm I'm locked in, but in fact it's opened an awful lot electronically to us, hasn't it? And and that all that stuff will stay open when when the world gets back to normal again. So it's uh, it's quite a positive thing. So how can people reach you, Belinda? I'm sure there's plenty of people listening that would like some of what you've got. Um, the best place to start would be at my website, which is riversidehypnosis.coza. And there's, uh, there's a number of blogs there which give a lot of information about what I can offer. And I'm always happy to refer to another hypnotherapist if I think they would be better for your particular issue. Uh, so, yeah, Riverside Hypnosis, or you can email me on belinda at riversidehypnosis.co.za. So there you heard me talking to Belinda Roxburgh. Let's pull out a few highlights from that conversation. Belinda explained how addiction actually narrows our world and our ability to experience everyday pleasures. Hypnotherapy can open up our world again, open up our world to other possibilities. We talked about limiting beliefs and how we've been taking them on board since we were children. 
Hypnotherapy enables us to question those beliefs. We discuss the value of doing one of our Tribe Sober workshops where we cover the theory of limiting beliefs and then following them up with a one-to-one session with Belinda where she will help people to actually discover and question their personal beliefs. One of the tools we advocate in our workshops is to play the movie forward. And we agreed that a hypnotherapy session was a great way to do just that. We can play the movie forward in a negative and positive way. For example, many people find themselves at a crossroads in their life. Hypnotherapy will allow them to play the movie forward to examine where they will be if they carry on drinking for the next 10 years, as opposed to where they could be if they were alcohol-free. Doing this under hypnosis can be so powerful. We discussed the difference between hypnosis and coaching. We agreed they were both very valuable interventions, but that hypnosis allows us to bypass that inner critical voice and access our subconscious directly. It's all about neuroplasticity, providing an accelerated way to rewire the brain. Everything we do starts with a feeling. We take an action because we want more or less of that feeling. Hypnotherapy puts you in touch with your feelings and your emotions. Feelings and emotions are actually the language of the subconscious. Like all of us, Belinda wasn't entirely sure that her sessions would work on Zoom. But in fact, for many of her clients, it proved to work really well. They found it so much easier to surrender and zone out when they were actually comfortable in their own homes. We talked about our 66-day challenge, which is based on the science that you can create a new neural pathway in 66 days. We agreed that underpinning this challenge with a couple of hypnotherapy sessions would make it even more effective. If you'd like to try our 66-day challenge, just go to tribesober.com, hit the services button and select challenges. If you'd like more information about Belinda, her website is Riverside Hypnosis Cosa and you can email her at belinda at Riverside Hypnosis Cosa. I will put all that in the show notes. As a member of Tribe Sober, you get a complimentary one-to-one session with Belinda. So if you're not yet a member, then just hit tribesober.com and you'll see the Join Our Tribe button. So that's it from me. If you'd like to chat to me about the support we offer, then go to tribesober.com, hit the yellow telephone and book a discovery call. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us and share the podcast. See you next week. Ditching the drink is like climbing a mountain. It's hard, it takes courage and grit, and an experienced guide. And that's where we come in. Here at Tribe Sober, we've climbed that mountain, and we know the view from the top is amazing. We've used our experience to put together a unique membership program that will support you all the way. We've got challenges, chat rooms, sober buddies, trackers, and milestone awards, and that's just for starters. So head on over to tribesober.com and check out our membership program. It's the essential resource for anyone looking to ditch the drink and change their life.